What's up, everybody? Welcome to Alphabets. Happy Thursday. Good to see y'all. Good as good to see y'all. You start rolling. Chris, what's up, my man? How you doing? You know me. Chilling. Yeah. 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 Embracing the suck every day. I'm just waiting. Wait for one day. Just one day, maybe you have a different answer. You know what? I'll surprise you one day. Ooh, I like surprises. I like yeah. surprises. What's up, y'all? It's good to see you guys. Yeah. Pretty well. Uh, not too crazy of a day today. Not too crazy. However, <laughs> however, uh, the chaos continues. The chaos. Continues. No surprise there. No surprise there, Israel. I mean, hey. Let's keep it mundane, baby. Let's keep it mundane. Status quo, it's situation truly, normal. It's truly amazing. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't surprise me like whatsoever, you know. No, nope. but uh, it, it, come on, you know. What are you gonna do? Um, yeah. What are you gonna do? I can't tell if George is here or not. I see him, can't but tell. I only see a black screen. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, backstage. Oh, he's there. He's there. All right. Bring Thank you, Rep. I love the shirt too. Got a rep. Got a rep. Got to rep that West Virginia. Got a rep. Em. Do you? Even though our, you our though? basketball, our basketball team is horrible this year. Of course they are. Of course they are. Well, that's what happens. We ain't got Huggy Bear no more. <laughs> oh, we this got is Huggy Bear. You should see uh, George's uh, screensaver when he turns his cam off. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait. So, I, I've been watching you guys. and whenever Welcome you to the show. On, oh, thank you. Whenever you have a guest on, you let them wait for a little bit. So I was like, oh, let me just turn turn myself off. Usually, usually I, I they're only waiting because they're either needing some time or... Uh, but they're not here yet. <laughs> oh, oh! So I, so I was, I, I had the black screen on. I had the seizure just... thing, and okay, okay, it's good now. It's, it's, it's better. What's going on, man? It's good to see you. It's good to see yeah, you. How you been? Yeah, it's been a great day. Um, you guys have a phenomenal show. I'm telling you, you guys have more chemistry than the periodic table. I see Chris over there. You work with tables, don't you? I work with everything. Yeah, yeah. You work with tables, <laughs> chairs, all of it. But, dude, your setup is just amazing. When did you – I have not been noticing that. Look at that, Who's man. Sweet? Maybe it's the different view from being in the studio, but no, Chris's. Oh, thanks, man. I made all those, too. Nah, I'm out here with yeah. – Yeah. In the background, you know, That's okay. settings. That's okay. No matter. So good, Israel. You got you got these lights now. Nah, you now. Nah, I'm I'm out of here, man. This is crazy. Hold on, hold <laughs> on. I, I got something for you guys, man. Hold on, hold on. Take me out. Okay. Me out. Okay. Okay. He's gonna hit Take us with out. the. He's gonna hit us with like a strobe light or uh, <laughs> disco ball. Disco ball. Oh my gosh. Uh, George is great. George is great. Yeah, we're gonna have fun tonight. In case y'all haven't figured that out yet, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight. <laughs> We are going to have some fun tonight. We're going to talk about all these crazy people that we uh, allowed to be in charge of our government. They're in charge of me or you. We all know this. Um, you know, I'm kind of getting tired of playing make-believe with them, though. 
I think this With giant who? game. With who? Cong- Congress. Oh. Our yeah. government. Yeah. If you guys uh, didn't know uh, what we talked about last night, uh, well, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Are they going to kick the can down the road? Uh, what's what's Mike Johnson going to do? What are these Republicans going to do? Well, you bet your butt they went with it. They kicked the can down the road. They're keeping the government open, and uh, Democrats win once again. Uh, but then again, hey, like Chris, like you said, this is all meant. It's all meant to just irritate you. How with way the system is that uh what was it what was his name bowman do you see what he said he's like it doesn't matter we can we can spend to infinity that's right said, you you can do what <laughs> to you infinity want, want, and beyond you, you sure about that you sure about that we're at 34 trillion dollars in debt and uh they really really want to tank this thing you're about to see that dollar explode i'm telling you they mm Mm-mm-mm. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know they, they don't. I, I, I kind of believe they don't want the system to crash in an election year under Biden. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Great job. It almost makes you wonder if we're watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think they would load it up and then try and crash it as soon as Big Daddy comes back, or then blame it on him? But I don't. Yeah, think but I don't, go, I don't think. I don't think it's going to go down like that. Mm-mm. You know, I is called me. He goes, "What? What happened?" Because he hadn't seen that the. I was like, "Oh, you know, we just had 107 Republicans, you know, become Democrats and show us that they don't really care about securing our border or anything else. That uh, they only care about. Apparently, we only protect other nations' borders and not our own. <clears throat> but uh, I was like, you know, you have to look at it this way." Is it making y'all angry? Is it pissing you off? I know it's making me mad. But at the same time, it's like we I knew they were going to do it. You know? Mm-hmm. I knew they were going to do it. The, the last three times, have we not gotten to the day before everything's, and then they pass something, they kick the can. I told y'all, it's like we, we're, you know, in government contracting, they have things called bridge contracts. That's all you're seeing. That's all right. you're seeing is a just bridge contract after bridge contract. And, but I told is, I was like, <laughs> hey, let them keep spending all this money, man, because they can't print, they can't spend into infinity. Sooner or later, and I think it's sooner than later, the American people are starting to figure out the big Ponzi scheme that we are under right now called the United States federal government. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you do? <laughs> Look, you you guys are making me feel some kind of. My man's at Mar-a-Lago. Is that Mar-a-Lago in the background? What? That's my house in the background. It's worth eighteen million. Eighteen million. That's 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 a very expensive house. Look, man. Look, you can't just have these amazing backgrounds, and I'm sitting here with my bed in the back. So we are Mar-a-Lago. Change the scenery. That's what I'm. Just just do a nice little bit of that. Hold on. Don't don't look too deep. Yeah. There we go. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, it works, uh, man. So I was watching before you guys started um, your favorite guy in the Republican primary who just dropped out, uh, Vivek. He's your favorite. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys think about Vivek? I knew. I knew I you knew were going to do it. I knew, I knew you were going to do it. 
No, nah, we have to. We have to talk about Vivek, your favorite. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you know how I feel about the guy, but at the same time, I I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Everything everything in my brain in in uh, uh points to I don't trust the guy. But, you know, you know, even I know I don't even know if they're so-called experts, whatever. Someone is talking about these body language people that were showing that Trump was not having it with that body language. And uh, I just, I seen your post on X Mm -hmm. and I was like, you got some good points. Like I understand it 100%. And it kind of had me thinking along other things of, you know, even the whole movement of mega and everything like that. If we are going to unite, I guess give him the benefit of the doubt until he tells me otherwise. But you know, I do believe Trump's just bringing him in to gain the supporters. I think we have been psyoped to the ground. Everything we used to find normal is now abnormal. I mean, mm, protesting right. used to be something we did. and went, Yeah, that's something that's normal. But now you tell people to go to a protest and they're like, oh, will the FBI be there? You know, the CIA... <laughs> Right. So this perception has been created with just about anything. We have been lied to so much that if a politician isn't lying to our face, we're just there like, yeah, we can't believe you. I think, honestly, Vivek is an opportunist. That's what he is. He's a person that realizes the Trump base is one of the most Mm -hmm. powerful bases in politics. Right. One of the most inclusive bases in politics. And he wants to capitalize on that in the future. I don't think he's disingenuous in the things he's saying. I think he thought maybe he could have shocked the system. And then he realized, nah, 8%. That, that won't do. You know, <laughs> even even Joe Biden could, couldn't overcome an 8%. Man, that's crazy. That's terribly low. And yeah. I think he just decided to drop out. But look, at first, I didn't trust him because I'm like, this guy's coming in. He's talking about, oh, Christians and is he a Buddhist? What is it? Hindus. Hindu? Yeah. We're Hindu, all the yeah. same. And I'm just like, ah, no, we don't believe in the same God. You know, ours is real. And, you know, you guys are <laughs> you worship idols in a way. Not in a way. They, they have a lot of them. So at the end of the day, I think Vivek, his voice is important. And I think God is capable of using any voice to that part. advance the mission, right? Mm-hmm. You look at the Bible, Nebuchadnezzar was a secular man that God changed, you know. Now, he was eating grass for like seven years because he did some crazy things, you know. But he repented and, and God used him to do the things he did, right? God used him mm-hmm. to show his glory to the world. You look at Cyrus, a secular man that I think was one of the most important kings for the history of the world. He's the first king king that went even though i don't believe in the things you do go do them it was like religious freedom so yeah i i think vivek is a secular man that yeah he could still be used by by god to do things i'd agree i would agree i just um like long term i mean like what do you what do you think about like 2028 if he's I'm still not, around doing what he's doing, like you don't, do you want about, him as president? I'm not thinking about 2028 because I'm I'm only thinking about 2025 
you know, if by the grace of God, Donald Trump is in is in the White House. And I say this to people every time I stream. The election fraud is so rampant that I think the only way Trump can get back into the White House is miracle. Right. And I believe that. Why would God allow the 2020 election to be rigged? Because it was. Because I think he wanted to open people's eyes and. Correct. The, the world is, is I mean, you got Vladimir Putin out here saying the election was stolen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds know. like me, right? I think the world was woken up. Some things were allowed to take place as in radical, uh, drastic usurpations of people's freedoms to the point where people were woken up. Parents woke up. They realized their kids were learning insane things. Imagine if Trump just got inside the White well, stayed in the White House after you know, January 20, um, 2021. Imagine if he just stayed in and for another four years, we would not have these, you know, insane moves. Like, for example, you got black people in Chicago inviting Trump to come to the city. That's mm -hmm. not supposed to happen. Nope, so not. I think the heart of the country has been changed completely. And a lot of people have been exposed so for our own consumption, right? Because mm -hmm. honestly speaking, I did not know how deep the election fraud machine went until they rigged the 2020 election. That's, that's deep. That's, and that's my focus. So for your viewers, you know, you guys have a, a large audience. People are watching from all over the world, all 12 corners of Texas. To be honest, no, if you do a poll right now, where are you watching? Texas, Texas. Like, how many towns in Texas are there, man? Hey, hey chat, drop drop in the chat where, where you're watching from. Guarantee you. Eight. Man, we got people. We got people. Chris, where are some of the countries? Australia, uh, the UK, Philippines. Paraguay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it was actually kind of wild to see. You got Paraguayans yeah. watching? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Texas, no, Wisconsin, they're, they're New learning York. that. They're learning Germany. That Germany. We got Germany <laughs> in here. Man, you got people from Paraguay. They're learning that English before they, you know, drop. drop Pakistan. Pakistan. Are you Pakistan. lying? Are you, are you lying? lying? Are you fitted? Are you fitted? I know we have a lot. Huntington. Oh, Huntington. Yeah. You guys should hang out, Chris. No. <laughs> They don't like. They, I, mean, I hope you. I hope you're a Mountaineer fan. I hope you're a Mountaineer fan there in Huntington. I do. Okay, <laughs> they ruined my joke. Everyone was supposed to say Texas, you know. <laughs> we got Because now I only see one Texas in here. It's kind of like sad, you know. So, our for a for a while, I don't know what it's at now, but um, our top viewers at one point were from California. Yeah, which I actually found it very interesting. All five conservatives that live there were watching you. That's yeah. impressive. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, I um, I grew up in California, and uh, that is a red Wait, outside you of grew LA. Up in California, I did, dude. You sound like I was a Navy you know, brat. I was a Navy like, brat. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. This is a lie because you sound like you're from the deep, deep south, man. Oh, I am most definitely. I mean, I like, graduated you, high school from West Virginia, but I, I was born and raised in California until my dad got us the heck out of there. Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't sound Californian. You know, oh my God, no. you, don't, you don't say that. No. You know, what's funny, George, when I first moved to West Virginia, 
um, there was my 10th grade year. I, the kids at school were like, you talk funny. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> like, I don't think so. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what we were talking about. Election yeah, we were talking here. about the election fraud stuff and the fact that. Yeah. You know, so if you guys don't know. Yeah. George is like, you know, that's kind of what you focus on the most. No, if, no, if, no. I don't just focus on it. I'm married to it. That's, uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. And he, he's really good. So if you guys are on like X, you know, Twitter, you should go follow George. Be hizzy. You know, um, I thoroughly enjoy your content and uh, it's uh, you do you do an excellent job. Just want to let you know you're good at what mm -hmm. you do. Okay. Can I tell you guys how I started? Absolutely. Yeah, so before the 2020 election, I had a YouTube channel. It was called Be Hizzy. That, that, that was something I made in eighth grade. You know, and it, it was just for me to do these cringe videos. I'd make, you know, like these skits. I would do these weird mm -hmm. skits, like try to be funny, you know. And, well, that was the purpose of the channel. And before the 2020 election, I did this in 2015, 2016 as well when Trump's running. I... I was in eighth grade or seventh grade when in 2016. So I, I love Trump because I, you know, rich guy with a plane. Yeah. He, <laughs> I don't, I don't think young, young men can be much simpler than that. Cause I just saw Trump because at first Bernie Sanders, cause he, he announced he was running in May of 2015 and then Trump announced like two months later. But when I saw Bernie, I was like, this guy has energy. Oh, I like him. Because <laughs> I, I didn't care about politics. I didn't understand politics, but I just, I liked his energy. And then, you know, right. Trump came along and I was like, wait, this guy has the same energy Bernie does and he's rich. I like him more. So, you know, and I was never going to like Hillary because, you know, at that age, you know, every boy is basically a misogynist. You know, you're never, right. gonna, you're never going to endorse a woman if you're that age as a man or as a, as a boy. So Trump, you know, I just, supported him then uh, and then understood politics later down the line but i remember watching every debate and i did the exact same thing in 2020 i watched every debate i was watching every trump rally you know when he would go from one city to the next to the next state to the next city i was watching every rally man i was like rsbn's number one viewer <laughs> and here's the thing yeah. while i was watching that i found these kim clement videos oh are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah. I found these okay. videos where he was prophesying that Trump would be a two-term president. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. We win in this. So I, so I convinced <laughs> everyone we're winning this again. And, you Let's know, I else, it's not like I had anything else to do because, you know, school shut down, everything else. So I, I was just at home, just, you know, open for Trump's win. And then I saw the election get rigged. I saw Trump was ahead in, in Pennsylvania by 700,000. And then they didn't call the race. That's probably the first time in the history of this country they didn't call the race. In fact, what they did was they announced that the counting had stopped. It didn't. It kept going. But to the world, it stopped. And they were just pulling these ballots out of nowhere. And I was like, no, this thing was rigged. If Trump doesn't win, it was rigged. And then I realized something was happening. 
if you went on every video on YouTube, it probably could just be a normal video where you mentioned Trump's name once. The algorithm would pick it up and label your video and say, oh, Joe Biden has been declared winner. You guys remember that? That was programming oh, yeah. 101 because no one believed Joe Biden yeah. won. So by this conditioning, they were trying to get people to believe this thing. And I was like, well, no, I, I think he won. So I I'm going to just keep saying he won. So I remember a few months later, um, after January 6th, I was like, wait, everyone's just going to forget they rigged the election. So I started making videos. Mike, Mike Lindell would talk about something. I'd talk about it. Right. Uh, like constant, back and forth. Trump won, Trump won. You know, and the, the account on YouTube just grew because apparently people like the truth. You know, people don't like being lied to. <laughs> nope. And it grew. And then I got banned in June 2021. And yeah, fast forward to here, where I believe the things we went through, you know, because, you know, when you're in the moment, you're like, ah, why is this happening to me? Because you're just angry. Ah, we rigged the mm -hmm. election, you know. Well, now I'm like, ah, you know, maybe it did, didn't, it did need to get rigged a little bit because people, people were getting complacent. And I think people just thought, oh, if we just give Trump a second term, that's all, that's all we got to do. But what about the deep state, right? Come right. to find out the FBI was behind all the censorship on YouTube. So whenever you saw those labels, it was your own government doing it to you on Facebook, on Twitter. I think if Donald Trump was never banned from Twitter, Elon Musk would have never bought Twitter because Elon looked at it like they can just ban a sitting president because he was banned as a sitting president. So let me buy mm -hmm. this platform, 44 billion. Mm -hmm. And now there's this return of free speech to the public town square. Right. And I think now, now people have the ability to voice their opinion and speak the truth and more people can hear it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, man, Elon is a perfect example of this. And Elon is a normie, right? He was a normie guy. I don't think he was ever like super radical left. But he wasn't conservative right. either. But I think the last few years, whether it was the COVID police, um, the you know the January sixth insurrection, Fed surrection, all of these all of these narratives that the mainstream media was pushing, have pushed people like Elon into a new thought process that it, that resembles ours. Elon's now saying mail-in voting is a fraud, basically. He's now calling out voter ID and Elon is a representative of the person that was that was like sleeping and maybe they would vote every now and then, but they were sleeping for the most part. And now those people alongside Elon are waking up. So I think foolish things can be used to um, expose corruption. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We've said it for a long time. <laughs> Um, if, if Trump won in 2020, I mean, he did, but if it wasn't rigged, if it wasn't rigged, like you said, uh, it, we wouldn't have had this massive awakening to all the corruption inside of everything because he would have got in all the deep state would obviously still there and the people wouldn't have been ready for what we believe is potentially going to happen soon. A lot of people are going to get. You know, if people want to believe that people are going to get locked up and and all this stuff that's, uh, you know, going down for corruption. I do believe we'll see justice. I just don't think we'll see it until um, 
45 is back in. But I, yeah, 100%. I think that this whole thing had to be, you know, and as much as we don't like Mike Johnson at this current moment, <laughs> um, with what he said in regards to, because they're like, do you think it's God's will for Biden to be in the White House? And he's like, well, God raises up people in authority. And I do believe God allowed it to be stolen for a time period. So people would turn back. People would start to open their eyes and see the corruption for what it is. And now it's just, it's a freight train. It's a freight train. And even, you know, the rhinos and, you know, your DeSantis, your Nikki Haley's, all these people are running for no parent, for no reason. They, they have no shot, no shot. But in regard to that, do you think, do you think that, because uh, you talk about the election stuff all the time. So it's, do you think we have what it takes to go into November? And not have it stolen again? So, no, no, honestly, no. So this is why I say we need a miracle. Because, okay, I was talking to my grassroots connect in Wisconsin. Because I, I have like a person in every state that I'm always like calling. What's happening? Who's Who, who did what now? You know, and it's always like, ah, this rhino did this. So what's happening in these state legislatures like Wisconsin is you have a bunch of members who are paid low salaries and so they find ways to fill their pockets and those ways are usually not you know legal and not ethical robin voss is the longest serving member in the wisconsin legislature he's the speaker of the assembly and this guy holds all the power in wisconsin and he's the biggest rhino there is this guy in 2022 admitted that Donald Trump won, won Wisconsin. He admitted that the election was stolen after his own investigator proved it, proved that all the laws and all the rules, all the nonsense. You had a judge rule after the fact. I think it might have been last year or 2022, like late 2022, like August, September 2022. A judge ruled that the ballot drop boxes were legally implemented. But here's the thing. It's, it's, it's less about the laws we have, because I don't think we need new election integrity laws. I think we need new election integrity enforcement, because it doesn't matter how many laws you have if they're not being enforced. In Wisconsin in particular, Voss is stopping the impeachment of Megan Wolf. Somehow, the rhinos in the Wisconsin Senate are pushing for it. They're pushing for the impeachment of Megan Wolf. She's the, the state election administrator. She's corrupt, man. This, this this lady is lost in court so many times, man. She's losing more than COVID cases. Like it's loss after loss after loss. She's piling them up. And <laughs> Voss is stopping that because it's almost like they protect each other. So in Wisconsin, you have you have a system where judges have ruled was unconstitutionally implemented in 2020, which means you would expect a fairer election, but then you have the enforcer of those laws and those rulings that is the same person that, you know, stole the 2020 election. So I think Robin Voss in Wisconsin is a huge problem and there's a recall effort um, and the people on the ground there, they're pushing for it and they want to recall them and and get, get rid of Megan Wolf because 
at the end of the day, you just get rid of the top guy and everything else kind of falls in place. So Wisconsin, all the courts have already agreed with us that the election was stolen. They, I mean, the judge said the ballots that were counted in 2020 from those drop boxes are therefore unlawful as well, which would have been grounds for decertification. But Robin Voss, as always. So Wisconsin, if we get through that hurdle by the grace of God, the Patriots down there rewarded for their efforts. Maybe they get some justice. Now, Arizona's worse because Carrie Lake won. Abe Hamaday, right. he initially lost the race by 511 votes. And then they did a hand recount in Pinal County. And his loss of 511 went down to 280. So he lost by 280 votes after a hand recount. He won the election. The election day issues, Abe Hamaday definitely won. But the courts are corrupt. The courts are corrupt. And at the time when these challenges were going on, the attorney general was Mark Burnovich, a Republican. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad these things happened because people needed like a, a rude awakening because we elected these people. We can't right. say if you're in Arizona and you bubbled in Mark Burnovich for attorney general, you chose this. If you bubbled in Doug Douchey bag or Ducey, whatever, you <laughs> chose this, right? So we, it's almost like, uh, hey, this is, you know, whenever the Israelites would want something like, hey, give us a king, God would give them their choice. Hey, Saul, come be king and take all the people's food, tax them to death. And guess what? You're going to be my tool to expose the, the things that people were at, were asking for and to show the people that those things were truly not of God. God told Samuel, give them what they want. So God can allow people that want something to get the eventual outcome of the thing they asked for. And that's to reveal his divine nature and, and also to prove that we have free will. So we, using our free will, elected these people, right? We put Mitch McConnell where he is. So we can't sit here and go, no, you don't represent us. No, he does. Literally, he is of us because we voted for him. If you live in Kentucky, I didn't vote for no Mitch McConnell. No, in Jesus' name, no. I rebuke that. So that's Arizona. It's, it's It's a corrupt system. And also, these people fail upwards. So, you know, you would think this guy, Adrian Fontes, who had botched the election system in Maricopa County, he was the recorder would never be elected elected secretary of state. And you were right, he was never elected, but he stole it because the system was in place for him. And now he's secretary of state. So he he got a promotion for screwing with elections. So I- imagine you're an election thief. Wouldn't you want to do more election fraud if it seems like all you get is promotions? There's mm-hmm. this lady who uh, got indicted by the attorney general, Mark Burnovich in Arizona, St. Louis, Arizona, I think her name is Guillermo Fuentes. This lady was caught on camera, like these two citizen journalists and investigators got these videos of her literally getting extra ballots and passing it to people to fill out, paying them, all of these things. She was indicted, pled guilty, went to jail, should still be in jail. I don't know what happened to the case now. She just got nominated to be the vice mayor of the city. So if you're an election mule that stole the election in 2020, you're looking at it like, man, I got to run that back. Cause look at these promotions. 
these are more there's more promotions here than I have. They always have a combo going on, man. You buy one, you get two free, something like that. You get a lot of promotions with being a a corrupt person. So right. I think what we need now are people that are incorruptible in positions of power. Because I, I don't think we need good people anymore because there are none good but God. We need incorruptible people, people that will make mistakes, but they're incorruptible. Donald Trump is incorruptible because he made, but he's not a perfect person. He made mistakes. Trump, mm -hmm. you know, he said it himself that he tends to like people that like him. So when, when he endorses someone, he's endorsing them because they like him. So he, he said it. It's a character flaw. It's that's why you see so many people from his past life coming at him like Michael Cohen. Because at the right. time, Michael Cohen probably liked Trump, too. So Trump likes people that like him. But but here's the thing with Trump. He's incorruptible. I'm sure Jeffrey Epstein tried to get him in one of those blackmail deals. And Trump said, no, you're banned from our Largo now. So mm -hmm. we need, we don't need good people. You know, and Mike Pence says, we need people good as our government again. No, we don't need that. We need incorruptible people, people that can make mistakes. But when it comes down to it, they won't be bought off. I won't get into the into the other states because you guys would get bored from hearing about Georgia for the 50th time. Georgia? What's going on in Georgia? So those Israel, I tell first of all, I thought you were a Jew. <laughs> so I never text I never texted you back, but uh on Christmas when you texted me, and I think you said uh Merry Christmas, Jew Real, or something like that. <laughs> Jew, Jew, Jew Real. Jew Real. <laughs> look, <laughs> so look, here's what's going Let's on. Crack in Georgia. It up. Georgia is a state that is not, it's not a purple state. It's not a swing state. It's, I, I went to Georgia in 2021. You guys know who Candace Taylor is? Yes. She was running for no. governor and I went to her to her event and it, it was great. I was in Downton, Georgia. So I I was there. Everyone had trucks, and that's how I knew it was red. Because you know, if you see a lot of trucks per capita, more conservatism, you know, because trucks usually signify business owner or someone that works. You know, because you don't you never you'll never see a liberal with a truck. That's that's a huge Very anomaly, right. you know. Have you ever Prius. seen a liberal drive a truck? <laughs> they drive Prius. It'd be like a, it'd be like a Toyota Tundra. Exactly. Or no offense to all the Tundra owners. Or, <laughs> or a Jeep. If you if you're driving a Jeep, I'm sorry, but I'm making judgments. Thou shalt not judge, but I'm judging. I'm I'm, I'm thinking of who you are driving driving that Jeep around, especially with their windows or, or, or those Jeeps with no no doors at all. No doors. Yeah. I'm judging or the ducks. The ducks in the windshield. What's up with all the rubber duckies in the that's windshields? What I'm saying, of the man, that's, that's something you see at the Pride Festival. So I just seen one in my parking lot with the ducks in the front windshield, and they had a mask on in their car while they were driving. Yeah, it was getting hot in here, man. So it's like, oh dang. So I was in Georgia. I saw trucks, and I could make inferences that this state is very red. And the people in Georgia. No one believed the election results. I mean, man, here's how corrupt the system is. They had a trial for Rudy Giuliani for a crime that supposedly took place in Georgia. 
where you're supposed to have the, the, the trial. And by the way, when they say jury of your peers, it means, Chris, if you commit a crime in Kami Fort, no. I watched the show yesterday. I'm not allowed to say comedy for you. I watched that. I was like, man. Ah. Did Anna get to you? <laughs> now I can't say comedy for you no more. She gets me all the time too, man. She always says something I need to hear. <laughs> all right. So imagine you committed a crime in California. First and foremost, they probably wouldn't prosecute you based on how, you know, the district attorneys work out there. Oh, you're white. No, they Unless you're a conservative. No, no, you're white. They'll they'll prosecute you. You know, <laughs> if you're black, yeah, you rob a store, All right, my man. Reparations. So, reparations. If you commit a crime in California, you should be tried in California with a jury of your peers or wherever you live. They can't prosecute you in New York. Well, Rudy Giuliani supposedly committed defamation against Ruby Friedman and Shea Moss, her daughter, in Georgia about Georgia elections. And somehow the case was held in D.C. Yes. It's just, uh, it's like a twisted upside down world where everything doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, that's Georgia for you. But the, you know, Fatty Willis case will definitely end with. Fatty Willis. um, it, It will end with either Judge Scott McAfee rules that Fannie Willis and her boyfriend definitely created a conspiracy to get Trump and make money and go on lavish vacations on cruise lines. Fannie, you're a 53-year-old woman. You're almost as old as my mom. And you're you're on cruise lines? What are you doing on cruises with your... With Nathan Wade? And, and you know what's unfortunate? Did you see his ex-wife? It's like this... this his ex-wife is a beautiful woman. Gorgeous. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at... I'm looking at Fanny like this is the bigger, da- the biggest downgrade in history. It's like you know, it's it's disgusting, you know. It's true. <laughs> and she was like, what? What? Wasn't, didn't she like? Wasn't she like pregnant or like had a kid or something no, like they that? Had, they, they, they had two kids together, and mm, she kids. has been a stay-at-home mom for 26 years, and he has locked her out of their marital funds. So it, it's it's crazy, but that's the person that's going after Trump, you know. And and by the way, he was in contempt of court in Cobb County because he he didn't you know send over information that was you know important to the divorce. So he was literally committing crimes and violating uh, court orders while prosecuting Trump for you know violating their made up law. And I say I, I said this, and Trump must be watching me or something because I don't know. I, I I always said if Donald Trump didn't go as far as to question the 2020 election he would have been in violation of his oath of office because he would have allowed the constitution to be trampled upon. In fact, I mean, even now I'm like, you know, maybe he should have signed that insurrection act. I think he, as a human, he regrets it, but in the world we live in, only one entity has the power to define what is ultimately true and what is not, and that's God. So it was in God's sovereign plan for Trump not to have signed that order but I hear right. from people that were closer to Trump that he he wanted to sign it, but he had those you know those uh, advisors, you know the, the lawyers, you know like the Jenna Ellis's mm-hmm. around him. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, no, no. So he ultimately didn't sign the Insurrection Act, but he was close to close to doing it. I think when Jenna Ellis told Fatty Willis that 
um, Trump, Dan Scavino told her that Trump wanted to stay in after the rigged election and he wasn't going to leave. I think Dan Scavino could have said that. I think, I know people were like, no, it's, it's, we don't know if he said that. Jenna's lying. I'm like, nah, maybe he's, she's right. But at some point, Trump didn't. And I, and I wonder if, you know, in, in hindsight, it would have been kind of a, I think allowing the election to be rigged, but getting it, getting the country back after four years is better than an election getting rigged. And then this authoritarian insurrection act. And now this precedent is set where we seem like a banana Republic without rules and regulations. Do you think that, uh, did I make any sense there? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if 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 you did that, uh, I believe we'd be in a civil war right now. Oh really yeah, do. the country think, was I divided. It, I think it would have been absolutely at the time. Of course, we're all like, man, let's take this country back. Let's do it. Like, but you're right. You're right. You look at it from now, and you look at the bigger picture, and you're like, instead of making it a banana republic and chaos, uh, consuming everything, now they're doing it. Now they're, you know doing everything they can to take Trump off. And, and the people see it. The mm. people see it each and every day. I have people like, like friends here in Minnesota that I would talk about Trump before. And they're like, there's no, like the dude's insane orange man, bad, you know, I'm never doing that. And now these people, you know, message me and text me like, did you see this today, man? We do need Trump back in office. And like, these are people I never thought would see say that. And they're doing it. Same. And I know it's not just the my people in my circle or whatever. I think it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's just Iowa, but you look at Iowa, dude. I mean, Trump pretty much won every single county. Yeah, right? the county that ran out of party switch forms. I don't count. Johnson County, Iowa, in my eyes, you don't exist. It's 98 counties to me. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man! Why would they have one county? I'm not. I'm never forgiving Johnson County, Iowa. You're, I you're literally posted about Johnson County like right when it started because I was looking at the tracker and it was the only place blue. And I was like, Johnson, you better figure your life out. And it turned red for a little bit, and then of course, at the end of the day, he apparently loses by one vote. One vote. What are the odds of that? I'm just gonna. Recount. What are the odds that he loses by? one vote well they're meanwhile you know yeah yeah well you had a lady on camera admit that she was gonna go and switch parties so she could vote because she they needed to stop trump Mm -hmm. and the fact that that's allowed that you can go switch parties for a day to take part in a caucus and then switch it back is is insane to me but okay if if Mm -hmm. it were up to me i wouldn't ban them from switching parties i would just ban political parties altogether I'm with you. I mean, what did George Washington say? They would be the downfall of this country. I think I I put a a tweet somewhere. I think my idea of how, you know, a replacement system for political parties would work is that you would have candidates, right? You you could just declare you're running for, you know, an office in North Carolina. You could say, I'm running for something in Minnesota. And all you need to acquire a position on the ballot, which uh, the ballot will be the primary. Right. So the general like the primary ballot, all you would need to to qualify there is 10 percent of the voting population 
So you need signatures. You need 10% of the signatures um, of the total voting uh, voting population. So if you live in a district that has, you know, a seat and it represents 100,000 people um, and 80,000 of them are voting age population or age, you would need 8,000 signatures, right? And I think gotcha. you be able to get these signatures online. Um, just make sure they're, you know, authentic. And then I think when you get those 10%, you go to a primary and you're not campaigning as a political, uh, you're not campaigning as a party. No, no, no. It's going to be like, you know, everyone hates ranked choice voting, but it would actually serve, act like that, except you're not ranking two choices. I think you have a um, that primary, it could be 20 people in there. And the people, top five or top something, the goal is if you get over 50%, you just win. And then the runoff election would actually be the general election where, you know, we get to the bottom line of who the people want. Hmm. I think that would serve better than having Republicans, Democrats. Do you know how Congress is structured? It's so it's structured for two parties. You have the Republican wing, the Democrat wing. Where are the independents supposed to go? And it's funny because Trump, you know, running as a Republican, he's not a Republican. He's I, a, I said, yeah, he's a populist. This guy is a common sense populist. A, a, a Republican would say, and this is one of the things I can appreciate about Vivek. A Republican would say, look, the Democrats want us to spend $10 trillion. We don't need to spend $10 trillion. We need the government small. Let's only spend $6 trillion. Democrats are like, you know, we had had in the back of our mind, we only wanted $5 trillion and we just added aimed high for $10 trillion. But you're giving us 6 We're fine with that. That's the mm-hmm. problem. Whereas, you know, the solution is the government shouldn't be spending any trillions. Here's a million dollars. That's your budget. That's that's how Republicans should react when Democrats go. We need a we need Obamacare. No, I'm I'm sitting here like when the government takes your money, theft, taxation, and then it comes back to you and says, "Hey, you know, Chris, we're going to give you free health care. You know, we're going to purchase this health care plan for you." After you know our act of giving you health care actually doubled the price, so. Maybe you would have gotten it cheaper if you had just kept your money to yourself and bought it yourself. But we're going to purchase it for you and then give it to you for free. And you're still going to have to pay all the deductibles and everything else. And (laughs) so it's so bizarre. And the point is that if they just gave you your money in the first place, the free market would operate and you would just have your money. I I think this is how Republicans should answer these things. Like, we don't need Obamacare. We don't need Trump care. We just need the government to stop taxing people to death. Amen. <laughs> Could have said better. Like every solution comes with less government. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be the arsonist and then pretend to be the firefighters. You put the house mm-hmm. on fire and then you're they'll come around your house at the back, you know, and throw some fireworks. It's it's lit up now, it's on fire. And then you call nine, my house is on fire. They take their sweet time. And then they're like, we're from the government. We're here to help you. We're, we're here to help. Nah, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, you got to think about it. Their whole purpose, um, that's why they love things. They love welfare. They love government assistance because as long as you need them, they have to exist. So 
if 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 that's if that's the Ponzi scheme I'm selling the people, then I'm clearly going to create the problem and then sell you the solution over and Absolutely. over and over again, so that you will always feel like you need me because they think we're too stupid to govern ourselves. I mean, that's how they view us. We're a bunch of idiot sheep that that uh, they think they can keep pulling the wool over our eyes time and time again. And that, and their biggest fear, though, and that's why, again, back to why all this is happening, their biggest fear is that we would wake up and realize that we don't need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In so many different ways. So many different ways. You know, yeah. taxation, the whole theft, obviously inflation. You know, like uh, let's have invisible tax so they don't understand what we're doing to them. And we'll um, we'll have all these bills uh, just like we're going to do now. We'll we'll sign this one point seven trillion dollar package and uh, we'll tax the hell out of American people. We'll give the money to different countries, though. And um, well, not only that, we'll we'll kick these things down the road every so often and destroy their purchasing power. So they're struggling at home. But we need to take care of our foreign nationals across across the pond, and uh, and we'll just keep going because the Americans are too stupid. And this is this is this is what people are waking up to. This is what we have to go. I don't know how familiar you are with Kim Clement, but he did say once that um, or prophesied that God would pierce these two extremely wicked terror organizations with the sword of the Lord. And I do think Republicans and Democrats both need to go away. I think we yep. need to. Things need to change. I, now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting, man. So, uh, Chris, man, you cooked right there. You're Gordon Ramsay, man. I'm eating all that food you cooked. He really said, <laughs> in order for them, for you to need them, they need to create the problem. And, mm -hmm. well, so what they're doing now to the rest of the population is what they did to Black Americans after, um, after the Civil Rights Movement. Because the Democrats realized, man, we can't keep them down in the way we used to with these laws. So we got to change our game plan. And Lyndon B. Johnson said, I'm going to have these N-words voting Democrat for the next however many years, he said. And that was that was in, in doing so, he created the welfare state and he created all these programs. And whenever the government creates programs, I mean, the word program is just why would you call it program, you know? Why do you why do you do that? So, right. you know, we'll just give you money. Right. And and then we'll lock up all your men. So there's no marriage. There's only single motherhood. But don't worry, single mothers we will pay you to be a single mom. It will pay you welfare. We just cut you a check every month. And now there's an entire culture created around laziness. And and then they push degeneracy, the CIA recruited a bunch of music artists to start pushing the generacy. Now we're getting in the meat and potatoes. And this is what they're trying to do to the general population at large. Mm -hmm. Push complete degeneracy, complete these demonic things using what, that's why they take the institutions and don't just take one. They have to take every aspect of every institution you can think of entertainment, music, they take it. They take every one of those so they can start making songs that are purely demonic. You know, you'll watch a, a Super Bowl these days and the halftime show is a ritual. You're sitting there every like, time. wait. And then, you know, 
we'll, we'll, we'll eventually be like, wow, you know what? That one was better because at least, you know, there wasn't someone twerking on the devil. Because they said they'll do this, go to the extreme and then lower it a little bit. And then that's the new normal because they want they want you to get used to it. Right. Yep. It's like they'll give you hot and then you know, a little bit of warm. So you're like, oh, oh, that's better. But you don't realize you're now endorsing full blown pedophilia because, <laughs> you know, it's like the whole LGTV community. Mm hmm. Oh, we just want to love ourselves. Now it's like, oh, we're maps. People attracted to minors. Maps. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, how uh -huh. did you get here? And it's they give you, give it to you and then they lower it. And while mm -hmm. you're sitting there in complacency, they're adding, adding, adding. And that's what we've been doing. They they would give us a high dose of of something and then take it down a notch. It was the same thing that happened during COVID. They would give or mask fear monger. Oh, cases are coming down. You wore a little bit of mask. No, they're going back up. Wore two masks, and it's like they're trying it's to get <laughs> to that next level. Wear your mask. Wear your mask, Doctor Fauci, every day. And wear your mask. It's it's this mental work they're doing, MK Ultra style, just trying to like brainwash and get you to that next level of tolerance. You know, tolerant mm -hmm. people are probably the worst people to be in a war with because they're tolerant of everything. They well, you know, go ahead. I swear they were in a room. I tell everybody all the time, these people were in a room like going, what can we get them to do next? Any ideas? <laughs> yeah, like, any ideas? Two masks? They're never going to go for the two masks thing. I'll do it. Let's just try it. And when I saw people wearing two masks, it's like, I'm done. I'm done. I am done. But they did. They were just sitting in a room going, what can we get them to do next? Let's put arrows in the stores and see if they'll follow them and go in a certain direction while they're grocery shopping. Like, it was just the insane, dumbest thing. Insane. Insane. Mm. But you're right, man. They, they did all that stuff. It makes sense. They hit you with all that, and then they would be like, oh, we're going to relax a little bit because your county's Oh, we're going to like here in North Carolina, they're like, we're monitoring the counties. And if you're in a high risk area, then you still got to do this. But if you're over here in this county where where there's not as many cases, then we're going to relax everything. We're going to give you a little bit of that freedom we tried to take from you back in little bitty increments. You know, and like you said, the whole purpose of the trans movement the whole reason that they are are trying to normalize this is, and we've said this on the show a million times, if I can look you in the face and get you to believe that a man can be a woman and vice, that they can just miraculously be a, a woman, then if I can get you to accept that lie, the next lie I'm going to go with is that it's okay for adults to sleep with kids. Mm -hmm. If I can get you to accept that you know that sounds crazy but isn't that i don't know what the experiment was called but the experiment was they brought this one guy in and then they brought like paid actors into this room and they would you know look at a picture and go what what color is that and the color would be like blue and then the the one normal guy who thought he was part of a legitimate science science experiment would go that's blue but then everyone around him might go, oh, that's green. I, I see green. Then all the other paid actors would say green as well. 
And then they'd go back to him and go, what color is that? He's like, oh, no, that's still blue. But then the next question, uh, what's that color? And, and then it got to the point where eventually, due to the pressure, he started, he went crazy. He would see the color red and mm -hmm. it, it's green now because of that conditioning. And you're right. What they did was say, ah, it's just about two people loving each other. First and foremost, God didn't create Adam and Steve. It was Adam and Eve, right? Imagine but, Adam waking up from that deep sleep and seeing another dude. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine how disappointed he would have been? He's like, Lord, I, you hit it out of the park with the elephants. You did well with the lions, but you gave me Whoops. a dude. You oh, that's dude. funny. I, I would have, you could have just given me a dog, but you gave me a dude. That's yeah, give me a dog, man. That's my companion, this hairy little. I lost a rib for that. I lost a rib for a dude. <laughs> nah, nah, can't be. Kill me again. Take the other rib. You might have made a mistake. So God clearly had an intention when he was creating the world. And it's kind of funny that all the, the, the narratives they push are just the opposite of what God said. <laughs> it's just, it's because exactly. the devil's job is perversion. If you. If, if someone in here, I know probably zero atheist watching, but if someone in here hasn't oh, yeah, yeah. realized that there is one true God and he is powerful and he's real via the fact that we have a devil running around doing things, then you must be crazy. Because if there's a devil, there must be an equal opposite good. And mm -hmm. in the last few years, people have certainly seen the devil at work. You have seen people go, look, I'll, I'll tell you guys a story. Um, with this COVID thing. And this is, uh, I heard this on your show. Was it yesterday? Uh, I might've heard it before, but I think Israel was like, oh, you know, the vaccines, you know, we had to bring them out to reopen the country. Is that like, was that something you said? Hey, it's something I've said before. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Cause I think Trump made a mistake like that. Uh, <laughs> nothing go ahead i i think i think trump made a mistake i think well you said that right yeah this is why you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> well because i've heard that one before i've heard that one before no, I, think, I... I think trump made a mistake because i think donald trump at the end of the day is a human and he cares about his country and people came to him and said we have a solution to this problem and Trump is also, he's, uh, you read his art of the deal and you understand his character a little bit because he likes to know that he won and he wants people to know that he won. So to him, COVID was another, let's win this one. Because we had, because I mean, what was his entire campaign? We have to get back to winning, winning, winning. Winning will bring us together. He's saying it now. Success will bring us together, winning. So Trump is, he's like a, a very competitive guy with everything. So they told them, Mr. President, we can get ahead of this, basically cure this disease, and the world will be back to normal. And they got him to sign off on Operation Warp Speed. And you can read some documents where, you know, the government did like a, um, they ran a report on U.S. preparedness in the face of a pandemic. But the funny thing is, that thing, that experiment, that report was conducted in 2019. So how did they think? And then, you know, here's what the report concluded, that in the event of a you know, nationwide, worldwide pandemic, the United States wouldn't have enough of you know, ventilators.
They wouldn't have enough vaccines, blah, blah, blah. Right. So these ideas have been fed to Trump that people could millions. I mean, 50 billion people could die. And I remember him saying at the rallies, like when these vaccines started coming, he was like, we got him out. You know, every people are going to be dying, but not anymore. And I think, at the end, but here's the thing. Trump is an objective person. So other people might have come to him and went, Mr. President, you know, hydroxychloroquine works. And he agreed. But at the end of the day, Operation Warp Speed was something they explained to him to be a good thing. Right. He wasn't he I think Trump is a character that believes the best in people. So he believed Mike Pence was actually going to do the right thing. <laughs> but it's and right. sometimes in business, you need that like naive nature a little bit to trust people because, you know, you could get screwed a lot. So you don't want to be paranoid all the time. So I think he believed, yo, my man, Mike Pence, you going to do the right thing, man. H hit us up with that nice little decertified. Nope, didn't happen. Decertified, <laughs> didn't happen. So Trump believed in what they, they told him and he pushed for Operation Warp Speed. And the mm -hmm. vaccine thing, um, I don't think was ever... I don't think lockdowns, perpetual lockdowns, was the globalist plan. If you read their agendas, they wanted the world vaccinated. And the reason why, we're seeing it now. You got young people developing cancer. I mean, it's kind of funny that the only vaccine people have ever taken in human history that alters DNA is somehow linked with increase in cancer cases. So I think right. at the end of the day, um, and, you know, we have to be objective and also say you know, Operation Warp Speed wasn't just the COVID vaccine. You also had, you know, other uh, therapeutics that were developed and things that actually probably worked much better than, than the vaccine. But I think Trump thought it was the right thing to do. It, it, and he wanted to stand on that fact. And, and here's why it's a personal thing to me. And here's why I don't blame some other people for becoming Ron DeCucca supporters, because that, that's, you know, that's their guy, you know, for a reason. Because a lot of people, like Tracy Beans, she was an, she was a really just a super Trump supporter, right. and now yep, she's yep. like on the DeSantis train, and it's because of the vaccine issue specifically. Personally, my Same mom got my mom got the first shot, and it paralyzed for like we legit thought she was paralyzed like forever or something. Um, she got the shot, and like a week <clears throat> after, one side of her body, I think it was the left side was just paralyzed. She couldn't. So it started on her, was it right arm or right or left leg or left arm? It started somewhere and it made its way down or up. I can't remember anymore. It might've been down. So she was paralyzed. It was, it was, it was like, you know, it just stopped working. Right. And it was through radical because she took that vaccine because I, I wasn't in, in, in town. I was in Arizona. But she knew if she told me she was going to take the vaccine. No, it gets better. Everyone watching, it gets better. You too. It, get, it gets better, Israel. Don't worry. So she took that, vac she took that <laughs> vaccine because I was, I was out in Arizona. And she knew how against it I would have been. So she took it behind my back. Right? But then when I got back, um, you know, a week after she took it, that this is when it started. She was basically paralyzed. And it, it ran through. And this, this thing happened for like a month right? A whole month. And because she works in the medical industry. Uh, so mm -hmm. she's, she's a nurse assistant. And they in, in Colorado, commie rad. Oh, sorry, I can't use commie words anymore. Okay. Colorado, 
you know, we had we had those rules. They kept enforcing and pushing that on people. They had to be vaxxed. You had to be vaxxed. So she, you know, wanted to work. She didn't want to stay home. And she went and got the vaccine. And that's how that happened. And and then, well, you know, she took the first shot. And then about a month after, they were like, yeah, you got to get a second one, right? Because at that time, it was still kind of cool to get just, just one. You know, get just one. But now they're like, no, you got to get a second one. Because you're not. Cool booster. Yeah, because, you know, you guys, you guys might not, you know, uh, remember this. But it started with you just need one, and you're you're good forever. No, I remember. Oh, get a second one. That's how you get fully vaxxed. Right? That's the one. The second one's gonna be the superhero shot. And I was Super- like, no. I was like, no, you're not taking that. To the point where she was like, oh, I want to work. And I was, I, I had at some point, I was like, I'll, I'll, I will pay you to literally not work, because I'm not about to have you be paralyzed in both arms or have that thing come back. So I, I started, you know. Um, I started paying her a portion of what she would have been making every month for like three months. But then again, you know, she's like, oh, I want to work. I want to work. Blah, blah, that thing again. But here's where it got crazy, where God was like, nah, you ain't doing this. So behind my back, right? Why? Because every night almost I, I'd be preaching against the vaccine. Like when, whenever it was Bible time, I'd be preaching against that vaccine because <laughs> it was just important to me that she doesn't take mm-hmm. this poison shot. So we talked about it one night, and I think it might have been like a normal Monday, and we talked about how dangerous these vaccines were. I didn't know this woman, wait a minute, she had registered to get the vaccine, at, like she had an appointment at Walgreens that she set. Like she didn't, she wasn't going to tell anyone. And she told me, like about a, uh, like when she came back home that day, she was like, George. So she, when she was driving to um, the Walgreens, the power in the light, it, like, you know, the traffic light just went off. Mm-hmm. The traffic lights just went off. Like she could not drive. She didn't know if it was red light or green light. Just went off in the street. So she took that as a sign. Right. Turn around. Home. But here's the thing. I was like, wow, that's weird. She told me that. And I was like, oh, that means God is telling you not to take it. She was like, yeah, he is. Next week, she had scheduled the new appointment. Same pharmacy. She was headed there. This time, she was going there. No lights went off. No power went off. The power at the pharmacy, as she was in line about to take that shot, went off. Like every dark, bro. I'm telling, she was telling me, like, it just went off. And she, while she was in line to take the shot, like, for, like, 30 seconds, the power went off. And guess what? She walked to that person. Hey, I'm here for my shot. Well, I mean, everyone in the store would have been like, yo, what's going on, right? And then the lights come back on, and she's like, okay, let's continue this. And the lady's like, no, I can't give you the vaccine because we don't, we can't confirm what, what the power outage for 30 seconds just did to the vaccine. Wow. Have you ever oh. heard of Walgreens powers going off? No. No. But, but it did. And 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 the lady was like, no, we can't give you a vaccine. And my mom just took it as a sign that all right, cool. God doesn't want me to take this vaccine. That's twice now. Crazy things have happened. So by the grace of God, just months after that, the state decided, you know, we were wrong. You know, it turns out you don't need vaccines to work because they started losing a bunch of workers and just about everything. Right. 
Glory to God. So no, the vaccine, man, no. Yeah. You know, though, like that's a, that's an interesting perspective because, you know, when they first, when COVID first hit, you know, Fauci, we're not going to be able to open up until we get a vaccine. And then when Trump would mention anything other than that vaccine, what did they say? They demonized hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. Right. They said he was telling people to drink bleach, inject bleach. Um, and they were all saying when he was talking about the vaccine, everybody on the Democrat side were like, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. And then it was highly, uh, it was weird that the, they didn't even announce they had one that was ready to go until five days after the 2020 election had been stolen from we, the people. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did it. Wait, Chris, you know, I, this whole time I thought your, your desk was just shaking, but. <laughs> no, it's, it's motion. Oh, come on, man. You guys are just making me look like I got, I got this poor setup over here. <laughs> it's all motion well, activated. Chris, I, I feel like what you just said <laughs> is more Shoot. proof that the globalist plan wasn't perpetual lockdowns. It was mass vaccinations of the world. They wanted people's DNA changed. And we look, I, I don't think the vaccine was really the final like shot. They I don't think people mm -mm. said it was the mark of the beast. I'm it, like, was it was conditioning. It was conditioning. Right. And Correct. I, you know, and I I don't think it was supposed to be as dangerous as it has proven to have been. I I Maybe it, it does something to your DNA where it sets you up for future failure, right? But not not immediately and also not without another one. Like if you kept taking boosters, I imagine your heart starts enlarging, your blood vessels start, you know, all kinds of crazy I've things. seen people that have eight, <clears throat> that have gotten eight of those. Ain't no way, man. I'm eight? not People I'm not that lying. were told not, they, the doctor said they couldn't take anymore, so they went out of state to get more. Mm-hmm. Eight yeah. man, dude. I people are on eight boosters, and I'm still I'm still sitting here like, let me catch up, man. Give me like you know, mm -mm. I'm on zero. <laughs> let, no. me get, let me catch up. And remember this, this too. Oh, go ahead. I was go just gonna ahead. say at the same time, when when all that when all that was happening during Operation War Speed, everybody was begging Trump to shut up and let the experts and the scientists talk. And so he did. So he did. But before that, he, you know, he's on video saying at the podium, take hydroxychloroquine. What do you have to lose? Take it. It works. Take it. Yeah. And then and people are like, no, stop, stop, stop. So Dr. Burks and Fauci puts the front send and they're like, you need eight boosters to keep going forward. We're going to get out of this lockdown really fast. And it, it never happened. Get your booster. Wear your mask. We're 10 masks. Wear your mask. Put another mask. Shoot, we may need a face shield too at the same time. Yes. You know? Holy cow. Wait, wait. But there then... were people doing that. I, I remember flying on a plane and you, yeah. you'll see like two masks and then a face shield. Like, ain't no way you think you're that terrified. And the right. crazy thing is, they're the ones that probably got COVID the most. Because it's almost and like fear attracts the very thing you're afraid of. The, and you, you think... The, the best thing was the dividers at a cash register. No, or, I got one better. Okay, go for it. The saran wrap over the touch pads where you put your debit card in. 
Because I asked, I asked the lady at Food Lion, I asked her, and the look on her face when it when it hit, and I'm like, so are y'all like wiping the saran wrap down after everybody touches it? Like, for do you put a new piece of saran wrap over this after each use? And she goes, no. And I go, then what's the freaking point? Because either I'm touching the buttons. If you're not changing the saran wrap after everybody touches it or wiping it down, what is the point? And the look on her face when like that realization hit her like, yeah, you got a point there. Like, <laughs> huh? And I'm like, this whole thing is crazy. But let's mm-hmm. there's one more point I want to make, you know, with when they came out with it. Right. They couldn't. They said they had it. But they had to get the emergency use authorization. And see, now we're learning that anything, just because it says FDA approved means, I hope people have learned through all of this, FDA approved means absolutely nothing. They're a Gestapo too. Most of your people that work in your government health organizations, when they retire, they go work on the board of the pharmaceutical companies. And same thing, FDA, most of the people that leave the FDA wind up on a pharmaceutical company's board somewhere. So FDA approved means nothing. Honestly, if if it were me, I would do exactly the opposite of whatever the FDA said at this point. But they couldn't force that or attempt to force that shot on anybody without the emergency use authorization, which is exactly why they demonized Trump when he brought up therapeutics like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and all these other. Because you're you're saying that. In order to obtain emergency use, you have to almost prove that it's the only cure, right? There has to be no other option available for a cure. That's why they demonized. So that if you look at the stipulation to get an EUA, it says you can only get an EUA when there is no other cure available. And they knew there was, and it was cheap, and it would have got us out of this so quick. If they would have allowed doctors to provide uh, to prescribe hydroxychloroquine ivermectin as soon as the symptoms arise people would have been over that thing in less than two days less than two days they would have been better and they knew it so you're right george their whole goal of this was to get the vaccine in as many arms as possible and luckily there are a lot of people i mean and i think you're right they had more plan that's why they're planning another disease right now they were going to keep going until they were able to get the results they're looking for yeah. and they you know we were being conditioned we're like frogs being slow cooked in a pot of water right now and like you said there's psyop after psyop after psyop that you don't know whether to scratch your watch or wind your butt half the time you just got all this stuff going on and you know it goes back to what kim clement said and what he said there shall come there will come a new uh, nation. God bless it. Wait, the way Israel <laughs> sitting and smirking, I feel like he has some kind of control in there because, like, he'll. No, he'll no. I got I feel like I feel like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands because this thing is motion. At, it it senses you and it's got little hand controls you can do. It's a pretty sweet camera, but um, crap, I forgot what I was. Oh, you were talking about psyops conditioning you. Yeah. Yeah. So so they're trying to condition us until they reach their ultimate goal. But Kim Clement, remember we said there shall come a new nation itching for a new kind of war. Well, we're in that new we've been in World War Three. I believe World War Three started the minute Trump came down that escalator. That's when all of this really started pop. That's when the enemy they knew 
that something was coming, that everything was about to change because it changed me. I don't know, I don't know how much of the show you watched, Jordan, but it wasn't until that dude came down the escalator that things in my life started changing too because I'm like, and I started watching. At first, I thought it was a joke. I was like, are you telling me that these are the two best candidates that we got? Hillary Clinton, who I know is evil as all can be, and the guy from The Apprentice, because that's all I knew who he was. I knew he's a real estate guy. He was rich and he was on Playboy and, you know, but I didn't know Donald Trump, the man. I just knew him from the TV. And so everything started to change. And we've been in a war. We've been in a war for a long time. And it's just a different kind of war. We're used to the bombs and missiles and guns. This has been an information war. It's been a war for this. Yeah, the mind. The mm -hmm. battle for the soul of our nation. That was uh, They weren't playing when they said that. Yeah. People don't realize they were dead serious when Biden said we're battling for the soul of this nation. They had no idea that he was being serious. Like in literally, that's what we're after right now. Wow, that's an interesting perspective. Um, so at the end of the day, I think they they told Trump this is going to save lives and <laughs> He said, okay, I, I believe the experts because the, was Trump an expert in how big pharma operated before 2015, 2016? No. He was just a real estate billionaire that thought, you know, I'd be, I think it'd be great if I ran for president and did some things. I think I could do better than these people. And and they did that. And also, we got to remember, Trump is all about winning. So his competitive spirit is like, we're going to get this first before China. All right, cool. Sign me up. So yeah, right. ultimately, I think knowing that their intentions were bad, when Trump gets back into the White House, I pray to God that that immunity is lifted because I don't think you should get immunity if your intentions were impure, right? And I think right. we need to go after Pfizer. We need to go after the entirety of Big Pharma. Every company that profited from the lies, they need to be prosecuted to the ground. Um, okay, let's actually. You you guys were asking that, about. Wouldn't that be Vivek? Oh no! So uh, <laughs> wait, Vivek would be what? Well, because he's backed by pharmaceuticals that were fighting for those contracts before the pandemic. I, you know, I I think it's you know it's like how people say Vivek did business with China, and I'm like, all right, well, Trump did business with China because well, I'm not I, saying China. No, no, I know what you mean, but it's like if you're doing a bit, if you're running a business. You're trying, your job is to serve your employees and the people that have entrusted you with their lives. You're going to be trying to make money with any contract you can, right? That's fair. So I, I think there are a lot of people that thought, oh, you know, let me, let me, let me get in on this. It's like kind of like every other government contract. It's like they might not understand the, the scheme they're part of, but they're trying to make profitability for their company, which is who they're beholden to, their shareholders and their employees. But you're right, Vivek, that is a that is a question you need to answer. So to go back to the, the previous thing about 2028, and I said, we ain't worried about that, 2025. So right. I started reading this thing called the 2025 project. And I think that's that's cringe. Based compared to what I'm thinking that Trump needs to do, Look, I think he just needs to skip that inauguration parade. We ain't got nothing to celebrate. <laughs> There's nothing to celebrate. We need to get to the Oval Office as soon as possible. And we got some work to do, some orders to sign. First and foremost, Insurrection Act. There's an insurrection at the southern border. Also, 
there is a national security threat created by prosecutorial misconduct or judicial misconduct. So I think he needs to justify the signage of that uh, Insurrection Act of 1807 with those things. So he needs to say, I'm signing this act to combat the southern border invasion and also prosecutorial misconduct. And he's going to appoint military attorneys, fire like 70 or 90 percent of the DOJ. Because first and foremost, you got to get rid of the FBI. And people think you need a law to get rid of the FBI. The FBI was never established by law. Joseph Bonaparte, who was the attorney general in 1913 under Roosevelt, he's the one that created the FBI. It was called the Bureau of Investigations. And guess what? It was 34 agents to start with to investigate government corruption. So the government created a unit to investigate themselves. So the FBI was never founded with good intentions in mind. I think you just fire, you just order the attorney general, whoever it is, say, I'm mm -hmm. send a letter to the departments that the FBI is no more. And then just fire half the agents, send the good ones to the U.S. Marshals or something. Or if they're really like all about law enforcement, they can go join a sheriff's department or a police department in their local cities. And we got to like, D.C. needs to have about 50 people in it at all times. It, it can't be this big. The federal government wasn't supposed to be an employer of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. The companies, right. the private is supposed to employ people. So Trump needs to do that. Fire 90 percent of the, the DOJ because they're corrupt. Bring in military attorneys to investigate crimes that are very relevant to the threat of national security with prosecutorial misconduct. And I, I mean the COVID thing. I also mean the 2020 election that was rigged. I also mean the 2022 elections, elections with an S, not just Arizona, that were rigged. You need to go at every single one of these uh, these things. I'm talking like first few minutes of him being at the Oval Office. So he needs to have these things drafted up between November 5th and January 20th when he gets sworn in. He needs to be writing these lists, the, the things he's going to do in the first minutes and just be signing these things as he's going. And when you have all these military attorneys who are, they're going to authenticate various information that has come out about various things and then work with the DOJ to start going after these people, you know, creating grand juries, going after people. And here's another thing. We need to go after presidents, you know, that lied. See, here's the thing. Trump is wrong when he says presidents need immunity because otherwise they can't do their job. No, presidents if their actions are within their their duties and responsibilities as president, the things they do in those actions are they're immune from prosecution of those things. But if Obama create like legitimately committed a crime while in office, he's not immune. But here's the thing: they're trying to say Trump right. committed a crime. So I think Trump's argument is a little bit different. We do need to go after people that lied. If if Obama signed something saying go spy on the next president, I mean we got to go after him. He, the evidence is all there. Yeah, you can't just we can't just say, ah, oh, he's immune. No, it was it wasn't within his authority as president of the United States to spy on the next president. That's unconstitutional. That's that's treasonous. So we got to go after people for treason. We got and mm -hmm. I, I need him to um, we got to I don't think we need to publish what's with the Epstein tapes, what's on there, because I don't mm -hmm. think, you know, Epstein. Well, I mean, we yeah, we, we don't need a public because I'm not trying to see that. <laughs> I want, no. you know, prosecutors to see it. And right. 
and, and you know, I think you know people think, oh, you know, the FBI actually, you know, they those tapes are lost now. They're no, just because Epstein is gone doesn't mean that the 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 extortion or was it the blackmail scheme is gone. It just changes hands. So the FBI is probably using that blackmail. How easy is it for the intelligence community to just find a new Jeffrey Epstein, someone with influence in a large network, to get a bunch of rich people? in compromising situations, a bunch of politicians in those situations, and now they're forever beholden to you. It's very easy. You just need the evidence. You need what, what you got on the drive. Boom, you're done. You, you control half of the, the politics. So it doesn't even matter who's the Speaker of the House, as long as you, know, you have something compromising on the people that do the voting. So I think a complete overhaul of the judicial, uh, of the Justice Department will lead to actual justice, which is funny. And then I think I think for uh, reforms of the intelligence, I don't think we need an independent intelligence agency like the CIA. I think we have a military that has its own intelligence that we can use. The CIA exists solely to find ways to make our lives harder, find ways to create war and create conflict with other countries. The CIA doesn't work for anyone's benefit. None of these agencies that were created after maybe the 1900s have any actual intrinsic benefit for the people. They're all created to make the government bigger and to create a tougher environment for people that just want to live their lives. And I really think we, we need to get, get into, and hopefully he, he goes after even members of Congress. I, I think, see, the media goes, oh, Trump's, they're trying to elect Trump to take revenge on his opponents. I mean, that's a great campaigning point. I don't know why they think that's bad news to me. Like, I, don't know why like, I want that. I, I want Nancy Pelosi to answer for why she orchestrated January 6th. I think that's the biggest RICO of all time. And I don't think sure. congressional immunity you know, prevents the prosecution of individuals who legitimately committed atrocities against the United States. We're talking about the biggest criminal entrapment in world history. I think hunters and gatherers are like, yo, how did the U.S. government do all this trapping? We can't even get a deer. And the government had this many people at their own building that they own trapped in, cr in crimes, going to jail for years. And I think at the same time, we got to go back after Jack Smith. Trump says, I mean, look, I, I think people need to understand this as well. Trump is in campaign mode. That man is petty, right? And I don't know if you guys... Have uh, read the art of the deal before? Have you? Mm -mm. Okay, so Donald Trump had a disagreement with the president or the executive team over at Hilton Hotels, and they were supposed to do business together. They backstabbed Trump, went with someone else, something like that, that kind of thing. It was like a one of those things in business. Well, Trump is a petty man, so you know what Trump did. A few years later, he remembered that. And he called his broker one day out of just probably being bored and said, buy, I think it was like maybe 10 million or something worth in Hilton stocks. And his broker did. And now when a rich guy buys like 5% of the company, what do you guys think happens? Like Elon, when he bought like 5% of Twitter, speculation, he's going to buy out the company. This is huge. He's going to buy him out, buy him out. So this thing started growing that Trump was going to buy Hilton. So what did the stock do? It went up because Donald Trump's name was... It was his name had such great reputation. People thought he was going to make Hilton this luxury hotel brand. 
and it, the stock went, it shot up like triple, maybe quadruple its price. And Trump called his broker and said, so he sold all his shares. What did the stock do? It tanked, man. The company lost like thousands of employees. It basically almost went bankrupt because Donald Trump remembered that small disagreement they had where I'm like, well, if, if you have these people that have been going after his family illegally, what do you think he's thinking? He's he's constantly thinking, I'm going to get you back. And it's not even about, about getting them back. It's about restoring justice. So, right. in fact, this revenge might be better because it's just justice. It's just what should happen because these people committed crimes. So when, when Trump's running around saying success is a retribution, he's campaigning. He's trying to campaign and he's not trying to give him any reasons to label him as this radical about to be dictator. No, just know he's thinking FBI. He doesn't actually believe the FBI needs a beautiful building. No, he doesn't. But he has, he says that because why would you burn bridges when you're trying to get in a position hmm. until you get to the position to your destination, then you cut that bridge down. You're not going to stand there and go, man, I hate this bridge. Cut it. And now you can't go across. You kind of need to appease what is the deep state a little bit. Make them look like, ah, you know, I'm not going to come after you. And then when you get back to the other side, you blow up the bridge. You just nuke it. Moves and counter moves. Make them keep guessing. Make them expend their ammunition. And then play off of it. That's, That's what he's been doing. And it's, it's it's great to see. You're Chris, muted, Chris. You're muted, man. I thought I was muted, but I, I, you're the real mute man. <laughs> I muted it earlier because I had to burp, man. <laughs> I was like, um, because there there are still people who call themselves conservatives who still think we need the FBI. Mm-mm. So if you're trying to galvanize and hold your base together, yeah, I don't think I think Trump knows we don't need the FBI. I mean, what have they done for us? Now, I will say that there are I do firmly believe there are good people with good intentions in the FBI. Um, you, you know, we them, you Chris, had you can count uh, them on you can count them on a on a single hand because I don't really think so. Twenty. So F, the FBI, I think, has thirty five thousand agents now. 20,000 of them are just bureaucrats that are posing as agents. So, right. I mean, there you go. You, you should, you could just take that 35,000 number started with 35. Now we're 35,000 typical government. It starts off like, Oh, it's just temporary. Now you have TSA for the rest of your life. It's just temporary. Homeland security is now a branch of government. Basically, you know, it's just temporary just for now. So, you know, yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think the agents, you know, the movies, they, they have conditioned us. You see these action movies and the FBI, they're always the good guys. The CIA, they're always the good guys. Every time right. you watch a movie with the FBI being the good guys, no, the FBI probably paid off the producer somehow. Right. Isn't that crazy? You got all these FBI shows that make them out. Again, CIA owns Hollywood. All they right. An CIA owns Hollywood. And, and you know, you yeah. know who's being you know who's being deprived of resource of people of numbers, police departments and sheriff's departments. Police right. our police aren't paid anything, and they are the ones no. that so here's what the FBI will do. They'll they'll get a report of a major crime and they'll call the sheriff's department and say, Where where are we on this? Let's get on it. And and 
and the, the sheriff's department will do all the work. Their investigators will do all the, you know, chasing bad guys down tunnels. And then maybe the big bus comes. The FBI will come in. They'll do the big one, right? Get the, the pictures. And then they'll write in a report. The FBI collaborated with the FBI with the help of. When in reality, the local police departments and sheriff's departments did all the actual groundwork. And they just came in for the photo op. That's really what happens. They have when these drug bust happens or these these sex ring cults that are exposed and this trafficking bust happens and the FBI's name is in there. That's 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 crappy because they'll just they'll take the credit to appease the public. Meanwhile, the actual thing they're doing is sending agents to spy on grandmas who are speaking about what their grandkids are learning in kindergarten. That's their their actual job. So honestly, I think the only thing the FBI is doing is depriving the so-called good people that work there from doing good work with local sheriff's departments. And that's a constitutional office because crime is local and so should be so should the investigation and the prosecution thereof. It should not be a federal force, which is inefficient. And it, it still works like it should be local because the FBI has divisions everywhere. Why? When you have a sheriff's department in this county and the sheriff is accountable to the people because they vote for him, why do you need a, a federal agency when you could just have the people that work for that federal agency be fired from their job and then come train with the sheriff who's accountable to the people so that way you have fairer law enforcement? It's not like we had this obscene, obscene amount of crime when the FBI was introduced. The only crime we had at the time was actual government corruption. And, and then they were created. And here's the thing. People feared that the FBI would become a federal police and that they feared that they would have too much power at that time, back in the 1900s. And we're sitting here and we're living that fear. We're living their fear. The FBI has become not just 34 agents because people were terrified when it was just 34 agents. And now they're 35,000 and we're sitting here like, oh, do we need to abolish them? Any these conservative anchors, man, they need Jesus. A lot of people need you know, Jesus. I've always said the how do you solve like, you know, is there corruption in law enforcement? Are there bad cops? Yes, but there's more good than bad. And if you if you want really good applicants, really, really good. And we have good people out there that, that take their job seriously. Our local police department sheriffs pay them more. If the pay was better, you'd have a better pool of applicants. I firmly believe that because not a lot of people want to go put their life on the line for 26 grand a year or 30 some, you know, you can barely survive mm -hmm. on that now because we have a government that prints money for, through uh, out of thin air. And it's not worth anything. So, but meanwhile, you have an FBI, GS-11, GS-12, GS-13, making 106 figures a year, sitting up in D.C. in a field office somewhere doing jack squat, spying on the American people illegally, censoring them on Facebook, censoring them on Twitter, kicking them off YouTube, taking the thumbs down. Remember when they took the thumbs down right after Biden got elected off of YouTube? You couldn't it was like down. one of his videos where it got so yeah. many. They're like, this has got to go. Every, I was disliking every video. Yeah, <laughs> so was everybody else. And they're like, hey, how do we stop this? We're just going to get rid of it. <laughs> if Yeah, what Chris just said there is so true. If you don't think members of the federal government called Twitter, YouTube and said, the dislike button, bad look, take it out. And 
Because YouTube's de- justification was, oh, we don't want to hurt creators' feelings. YouTube was created on the whole rating system. That's why it was so popular. The whole liking and dislike. That was never a thing right. with TV. And you're telling me they got rid of it because they didn't want to hurt people's feelings? If you don't want to be disliked on a video, make videos people like. That was that was the concept. It actually prompted people to make likable videos. Thank well, you. You're right, Chris. The FBI called members of the government called because I don't think it's just the UFC stuff. It's like Obama created this unit. He declared that elections were critical infrastructure that the federal government would care about. And so CISA, C-I-S-A, was created. And Chris Krebs uh, was, wait, it might have been Trump that created it. <laughs> wait, yo, Trump, man, you didn't do that to me. Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Wait, what? Yeah, Trump did that. CISA? CISA? So, it was created. So, no, it, Obama recognized elections as critical infrastructure. And then uh, in 2018, CISA, yeah, I call it CISA because I, you know, I, I just, I don't like calling them correctly. Um, CISA was created. Chris Krebs was the first um, director and its entire job was critical infrastructure, cybersecurity. And so they right. just adopted elections because Obama in his executive order recognized that elections were critical infra- election machines and election, you know, infrastructure. And that's why they were the ones contacting Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, take down this post. Donald Trump just, you would see their emails all the time. Some, it's, it's such a sickening system. Look, this is why the next Trump term, I, I can look when Cernovich on Twitter, I can't stand him sometimes, but he makes sense sometimes. Economically, Donald Trump was amazing. (laughs) Economically, Trump was amazing. But when it came to, like, because this is what it comes with, it came with an experience. First off, the the establishment convinced Trump that he wouldn't win the evangelical vote if he didn't partner with Mike Pence. And then they also promised him that, hey, if you get Mike Pence here, We'll make, you know, approving federal judges a lot easier for you. So give us an establishment creature in your cabinet and yeah, we'll go and get rid of General Flynn for you. That's what Mike Pence, his job was to root out any good people around Trump, like General Flynn, you know, all the good people that started with Trump. And, you know, Trump was inexperienced. He didn't didn't understand D.C. because the man spent his entire life in New York, where it's a business environment, a very corporate environment. And now you're dealing with politics. Political people aren't business people. They only think about themselves. Business people have to think about the needs of their customers. Political Politicians only think about what's in it for me. So Trump didn't understand that. And so he was led to John Bolton. Can you imagine? We Imagine going to Trump now and going, John Bolton's going to be in your cabinet. He'd slap you in the face. He would slap you in the face, for <laughs> because sure. That's bizarre. You can't tell him, oh, Chris Ray, Christopher Ray is going to be your FBI director. He knows who was FBI director. Well, he wouldn't have one because the FBI is going to be demolished. But like telling him that now would be like a different person. I think Trump had to go through the, this experience because we we forget. But a lot of Trump's cabinet, they were leaving him. I remember Mitch McConnell's wife, Elaine Chow. She was she left him. She was the Department of Transportation. I think his secretary of treasury left like all these guys were leaving in 2020 because they were like, I don't want to be seen with this conspiracy theorist who thinks the election was stolen and they were leaving. 
And it, it was sad. And it, it proved to Trump that I might need a different kind of person around me, someone that is incorruptible. I think that's why Ben Carson might end up being his vice president, because Ben Carson uh, actually, you know, has been loyal to Trump, even yeah. though I don't I, I would have loved Carrie Lake if she wasn't running for Senate. Carrie Lake is just, just perfect in terms of what, what I want a VP to be just good with the media. I think Trump's going to go with a loyalist. I don't think he wants I don't think he wants to take anyone out of. I don't want an Elise Stefanik. I think that's underwhelming because we want someone who yeah. who understands what America needs. And Ben Carson is an author in the 2025 project. I told you guys it was uh, it was child's play compared to what I was thinking. But um, Ben Carson. So this 2025 project is like this overhaul of the federal government. Like they're they would be vetting every single person, every employee up to up until the janitor that Trump was going to be putting into the federal government because Trump wants to fire 75 percent. Um, use uh, I don't know what the rule is, but anyways, it's crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. It is crazy. Stuff. Yeah, man. It is crazy. However, I am absolutely starving. And um, George, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah um, you have to come back. You're going to have to come on you again, a wealth George. Of knowledge. Yes. I, thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed um, not talking that much tonight. This is great. Wait, did, I, did, great. I, did I just take over? No, no, no. Well, no I meant that good. in a no. very good way. Yes. I meant that in a very good yeah. way. I, um, I, I like you know, your perspective on things, and uh, you, you give me really hope do. for the future. Um, I think, you know, I wish a lot more. Uh, I, I hope that there's a lot more people. Um, in your age range that are thinking this way and want to, you know, start a new path for our country because the one we were going down was not a good one. Like we were literally, the people only knew how close we were to destruct total destruction here. And, uh, you know, you do, you give me hope for the future that um, we can turn this thing around and, you know, create a future for our, our kids and our grandkids to actually have a country and actually experience real freedom because we've never experienced real freedom. We've given, we've been given the illusion of freedom, but we've never truly any of us have ever experienced the freedom that God wanted us to have. And uh, you, you give me hope brother. No, you, you guys are amazing. Your show, your guest, man. Now I got to stop saying California. I, 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 <laughs> now I'm like, ah, I can't say it anymore. It used to be funny, but now, now I understand that you know every every state in this country has. I mean, this is God's land, God's country. You know, right. this, you know the the secular historians want us to believe all the founders are just a bunch of gay atheists, but that's certainly not true. They were um, a lot of them men of God, who you know, got their idea of freedom from what, what was being preached at the pulpits. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, to end it off, taxation is theft. Jesus is king. Amen. Right. Couldn't Amen, agree with you more. Obviously, everybody, if you're on X, if you're on Rumble, you're on Rumble. So go follow him on Rumble if you haven't already. Be Hizzy on Rumble and uh, Be Hizzy Tweets on the Twitter X, whatever you want to call it these days. I'm still going to call it Twitter for the rest of my life. Twitter sphere. So, um, again, we'll, we'll talk soon, George. Obviously, we'll stay in touch. Um, 
you, it was great tonight once again. So we thank you guys for coming out. We'll see you guys uh, Monday. We'll be back at it. <laughs> I forgot what day it was again. Uh, we got Cat and Bo. Wait, you guys aren't day. doing five days a week? No. No. Nah, you got you got to do five days a week now, man. Don't don't put that in everybody's head. Guys, I, I heard <laughs> they were telling me five days. They they might even try to do seven. They they won't even rest. No rest. Whoa. Ain't nobody got ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Right, Have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Holla. Holla. <laughs>